2: Tom Bernard Show with...
3: Co-host Catherine Brandt.
4: Andy Brandt-Bernard. Mike Molina. L.A. Nick.
2: And Doug Sprinthall be in in about a half an hour, which is good. He's Mr. Busy. Big shot. <laughs> Big shot. He is. We'll be right back, Tom Bernardo. Michael
1: Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people
2: have fear of attorneys, it makes them very uncomfortable, they get nervous about it.
1: It's
2: been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. been good. And how do they contact you?
1: And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walser Automotive continues
2: to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is, we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com.
5: There's something happening here,
4: what it is ain't exactly clear.
2: It's one of my favorite songs of all time. How did you know that?
5: Uh,
2: how did you know that's one of my favorite it's songs of all song.
5: time? Great song. Good memory.
2: And you know who sings that song? It's Buffalo like Springfield, is the group, children, but who's the lead singer? Stephen Stills. Very good. Stephen Stills wearing a cowboy hat, by the way. That's a
0: timeless song <laughs> right there.
2: It is. It's a fantastic song. I've it's always fantastic. loved that song. Buffalo Springfield, For What It's Worth, is the name of the song. Great, great. and Wasn't Richie Furet in that group as well? There were a bunch of really uh, big names in that group. Buffalo Springfield. Andy, would you look up the, the members of Buffalo Springfield, the rock group? That would be fantastic, as a matter of fact. So Nick, you're not uh, on vacation from nothing again.
0: <laughs> no, I had I went to the dentist for two, uh, three days in a row. So you that was the dentist
2: for three days in a row.
0: Yeah, that wasn't a good vacation.
2: That cannot be. <sighs> you went to wait a minute. You went to Morocco
0: to go to the dentist. No, I didn't. I went to the dentist here. So oh, you didn't in, go to Morocco. Not yet. I went to the dentist in. Uh, oh, in uh, <laughs> in some of the one of the suburbs here. And, I think uh,
3: Morocco just pulls your teeth, right? <laughs>
6: well, no you know what? A lot
0: of, a lot, Believe it or not, a lot of people take dental trips and they go to certain countries to have te- their teeth done. My aunt went yeah. to Turkey and had her implants done in Turkey. And, really? Yeah, really. Because they're way did. cheaper, right? They're way cheaper, and the, and the quality of work's the same. Um, But how do you know? I mean, how do you really know? I'll tell you. So my mother-in-law, she lives on a border town of Mexico, Progreso, Mexico, and she goes to Progreso and gets her dental work done. So I was just down in Progreso, and all the dentists are American dentists. They just go over there and open up practices because everybody that's retired in South Texas, they go across the border to get their teeth fixed. Is it just really? is
3: it just cash only or
0: it, it, no? But but the, the the why it's so cheaper is they don't have to pay insurance for malpractice, right? Because you can't sue somebody there, and so the, it's a lot cheaper, it's like like half you, the price. You
3: cannot. You cannot, cannot. sue anybody.
0: Not nope. in Mexico. Not in Mexico.
3: Oh, that! What happens if they do something bad?
0: You're screwed. Up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's half it's just the price. How it is.
3: Ah, it's. A, yeah, I guess well. And even I, in an, know, even I mean. in the
0: states, it, when I first started looking at getting implants, it was like twenty five hundred dollars a tooth, and now it's down to about eleven $1, hundred bucks.
3: So really? an, an implant is a crown?
0: No, an implant is or actually no. what they is drill it? a hole in your jawbone, and right. they put a, and they actually put a socket in there like a like a socket that snaps in like a snap. Yep. And oh, yep. they snap oh. the tooth into place, and it's a titanium socket. And uh, just that uh. little tiny piece that goes in your jawbone is a thousand dollars.
3: Why do you want that?
2: Oh, well, that's a that's it, a really good way to do it. If you have a bad a bad, really bad
0: teeth a bad tooth that can't be saved, and you don't you oh. don't, you want a tooth? <laughs> oh, I <laughs> thought
3: they could just cap like anything. Well, here's no. the problem. Here, a here, put a
0: crown here. on it. Well, here's the problem. Once you get a tooth that goes bad and you get the two teeth next to it grind down the nubs to get a cap and a bridge, then those two right. teeth end up going yep. bad because bacteria gets underneath that cap. And it's, it's yeah, a bridges snowball. Bridges
4: are not great. Right.
0: It's a snowball effect, and eventually all your teeth go bad. Oh. and nice. I, Other than that, though. Yeah. So I went to uh, – I shopped around, went to a bunch of di- – I didn't shop around. I went and visited a di- different dentist, and I didn't like any of them. And I finally found one that I liked. And
3: uh, oh, we have a good dentist.
0: I went with him. And he did it. Doug he did Sham. a great job.
3: He our guy.
0: Yeah, I used well, I'm glad to Dr. Glad Ishmael to at Aspen Dental in Brooklyn Center. And they treated me well.
2: Well, well, I'm glad to hear that. See, there you go. Aspen Dental, I see their commercials on TV all the time.
0: Yep. They treated me well. They I think it's interesting. What I liked about it is they had everything in-house. They have a lab in-house, so they make your stuff right there, right then. Yeah. You don't have to wait. That's a good plan. Yeah, Everybody no, else, you have good. to wait two weeks. I'm like, I ain't waiting. To- walking around with no tooth for two weeks.
3: Yeah, I cracked a, cracked a tooth, and I don't, I don't know what I have, a, cra- a crown or a cap. I well, don't know what
0: it is. I got all my bottoms. But
3: it was a long, drawn-out process.
0: Yeah, I got all my bottoms done, and I got it done, got it done in three days. Oh, really? Yeah. And
2: it doesn't hurt that much, I heard.
0: It does not hurt at all. Today, no. I have some swelling of my lower jaw, but that's uh, normal. But yeah, no pain. Very little. That's
3: amazing. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. I tell you, I, look, I
0: hear. I, I look a lot younger. What? Yeah, because you got new teeth, and it, they pushed. I got them to do them a little bit thicker, so it pushed my, cheek, my cheeks out a little bit. So it got rid of some wrinkles. Well, listen. Look at you. Really? Yeah, that You're was my idea. So that was vain. my idea. I said, "Hey, can you make them a little thicker uh, so it pushes my cheeks out a little bit?"
3: And they said, "Okay." Yeah,
0: they said, "No problem." We do that all the time. And so they did it. And
3: well, you can go to doc. You can go to Doctor Basham, and he can fill up your cheeks with fat.
0: Yeah, I, I did it the easier way. <laughs>
2: I don't know. Well, are you gonna stay loyal to the brand or not? I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, so in any case, ladies and gentlemen, Doug Sprinthal will be in at about uh, 12.30, he says today, because he's at the auto show. Oh, big so deal, the show. Uh, that's that deal. You know, it's interesting because I, I, I made an edict on the KQ Morning Show this morning. I said, I don't want to hear anybody's politics on this show anymore. I don't want to hear it. Uh, it's just, it's not a political show. We, as a matter of fact, last fall said no more politics. People are still doing their politics. You look at the headlines today. Uh, I'm looking at the headlines right now. Black kids don't want to read about Harriet Tubman all the time. I don't, I don't? want to discuss it. I don't <laughs> want to discuss the politics of it. Louis Farrakhan endorsement of Tamika Mallory sparks outrage. I don't want to just talk about Louis Farrakhan either. Wait, he's still alive? Oh, yeah. He's like 82 or 83 or something, but he still hates Jews and calls them
4: satanic Jews. He hates everyone except black people?
2: Yeah, I don't I don't want
4: to talk about it anymore.
2: I, you, everybody's got their political views and their racial views and their gender views and their orient, orientation views. I don't want to hear it. It's an entertainment show. Shut
0: up. Right? I say the same thing with Facebook. Well, I'm tired of seeing it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah.
3: The problem is is that that's we're a nation that's obsessed. Yeah. So if you, you know, you want to talk about anything, it, it, politics is interjected into everything.
0: Well, I think it because is. the media sensationalizes everything so much yep. that everybody's hooked on it.
2: Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. It's funny because today on the Cakey morning show, uh, sadly we have to un- announce the death you probably everybody probably heard oh, but uh, Stephen yeah. Hawking died at 76 oh. years old yesterday. I know that.
3: Did you yes. hear what he's, he He actually was very funny. To, and he, I don't know if people know that about him. He was very him. funny. Yeah, he said that it was really hard to be a celebrity because even if he wore a wig and a...
2: People <laughs> a wig and dark
3: you. glasses, people the, the wheelchair always gave him away.
2: <laughs> I don't know how you knew it was me.
4: <laughs> he was the
2: greatest. Funny. Did,
4: he, did he die of a his motor neuron disease have, or is that something else God, I they don't have know.
0: not released it yet be, he was supposed to die like 30 years ago
3: oh yeah, oh, yeah.
0: 53
2: years ago he yeah, was, told he's he 76
3: oh he made it to 76 yep. very good
4: yeah i think he might uh, be one of the longest living people with uh, Lou Gehrig's disease I, yep. I, because I usually he, the life expectancy is like you know two 5 years, years. yeah okay. so i
3: wonder if he was using himself as a test case it's possible.
4: And it's possible.
3: And yeah. And we'll find out what he did afterward now that he, he's gone.
2: Yeah, he contracted motor neuron disease at twenty one years old when he was a graduate student. And they gave him two years to live, yeah. which means he would have died at twenty three. He outlived his diagnosis by fifty three years. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. And got divorced. His wife left him for another guy and then he married another woman. So I mean mm. he married a couple of times and uh, One of the greatest minds of all time, but what's fascinating is the Division Bell, Pink Floyd, great album, came out in 1994. So that album's been out for, uh, what now, 24 years? Mm -hmm. 24 years. I played the song Keep Talking, which Stephen Hawking is the voice on Keep Talking. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Fantastic, fantastic song. Didn't know that. But he does... Yeah, he does the narration for the song, Keep Talking. And he says over and over in the song, all we need to do is keep talking. And we've stopped talking to one another. I mean, he told us a quarter of a century ago, all we got to do is keep talking. But we don't listen. We, do, If we talk to each other, we could iron everything out, everything would be good. And if it's impossible to deal with, then you need to be put in a, a, a special place as far you know, politically I'm talking, where you're unreasonable, you can't be dealt with, so you're not part of the argument. I'm sorry, you're just too extreme, you're too crazy, uh, you can't be dealt with, you will not talk to people, so you're not part of the mix anymore. You're out of the equation.
0: Well, I don't even know about just politics, even just socially, it's hard to talk to anybody. They have headphones on, their face is buried in their phone. I know.
2: Well, you're right, that's a very good point. Mike, would you do me a favor? Would you jot down on uh, on March 14th, 2018, uh, L.A. Nick made a good point?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you think of that, actually? Uh, I made a comment
3: on my Facebook page why the I
0: other do. day. Why do I do this show?
2: <laughs> hey, why is anybody doing the... You I've like been, the abuse. I've been saying the same thing for 32 why? years on the Cakey Morning Show, and they keep doing it. <laughs> Why? What are we saying? Then? I was saying that
3: I made a point on my Facebook page the other day about how I, there's been four or five times in the last month where I've seen people on their cell phones just absolutely cursing and screaming and carrying on. One, a woman was carrying a baby and she was just, I mean, honestly, it was.
0: I see really that every second language. downtown Minneapolis. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it's I like, bet. why
3: do these people think that they can walk around on their cell phones just. Using the f word and, and every other bad word that they can come up with, and screaming, and they're screaming. So it's not like you, it's not like you're mm-hmm. eavesdropping. I, you can't guessing, not. I'm,
0: hear I'm guessing them. you don't use mass transit at all.
2: Oh God, no! <laughs> oh, there's some language on mass that's all transit that's going
0: now. on. Somebody's screaming at somebody's I, mommy's baby's mommy, baby's daddy on their phone.
3: I don't understand how that's okay. I mean, that's like abusive to the child. Well,
0: bad behavior has become acceptable. It has.
2: Well, Catherine was just talking before the show about jaywalking. Now yep. is no longer illegal.
3: They're saying it's racist. They're
2: saying it's racist if you make it illegal, and therefore, if you hit someone who's jaywalking, it's your fault.
3: Well, okay. I, I have I have down Plymouth Avenue had to slam my brakes on, come to screeching halt because people just walk out. You know how cars are parked on the road, right? And they're coming in between two cars, and they just walk out. They don't even look. Right. Well, that's California. I mean, it's law. terrifying.
0: California law is driver has to stop. Period.
3: Yeah, it's but if, if they're in the middle of the street and they're walking out between two cars, or in front of a, or in not, not you know like a truck is there, and you aren't you can't expect to have a sight line, and somebody just walks across the street because they think that that's just the way it's supposed to be. It's, it's terrifying. I mean, these laws, jaywalking laws, are designed to protect pedestrians.
0: Yeah, right? In, in LA, mm-hmm. pedestrians have the right of way at all costs.
3: They should have God. the right of way, but they shouldn't also step between cars blindly into traffic.
0: Good plan. That's I don't know. Just dumb people. Well, it is.
3: I see it all the time.
0: It's insane. There's a lot
2: of dumb people. Of
3: fact.
2: <laughs> well, two thirds of people on Earth, again, are morons. Sorry. Uh, it's just true.
3: They Have to build a compound. Yeah. Uh, three fourths build- It's
7: three <laughs> fourths now.
2: You're going up to three fourths no. now. It's no longer two thirds. It's now three
7: no. fourths <laughs> Almost four fifths.
2: Almost. No. Four. We're, we're we're moving the wrong way. That's the that's the problem. There. But yeah,
0: as far as going back to communicating, nobody communicates anymore properly. No, all. they don't. No. Communication has come a to a problem. halt. Well, no, I
3: true. I think that's true, and I think that. Part of the problem is you've got 15 different methods of communication. You've got Facebook Messenger and Textbook and Facebook things and Twitter and a phone call and a text message and a voicemail. It's like, oh, my God. One
0: of you one of can't keep track of it all. One of my favorite chapters in my book is the, the, the chapter is called The Power to Communicate. And without communication, you're done.
2: Yeah, it's true. I agree. Again, Stephen Hawking said it 24 years ago, and keep talking, and we just ignore it because, as you said, you got earbuds in, you get are staring at your telephone, you don't want to talk to anybody without screaming at them, you won't listen to anybody else's ideas. Uh, we've returned. We're animals again.
3: Well, isn't it so, uh, like isn't that a trait of sociopaths to be disconnected from yes. the yep. world around them? Sure is. Yeah,
2: absolutely. All right. Well, we'll be right back. We'll keep talking right after this. experience member fdic an equal housing lender did you know that 60 percent of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy blurry or dim vision due to cataracts tom bernard here for whiting clinic lasik and eye care whiting clinic is best known for their fabulous lasik results you've heard me rave about them for years but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery yes indeed and i'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at whiting clinic I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so... I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855 554 2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855 555 2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic.
4: For millions of years, and kind of lived,
3: just like the
5: animals. And something happened, it should lead the power of our imagination. We learned the talk. There
2: it is. Stephen Hawking dead at 76. Brilliant man. Loved. His movie was fantastic. His, his writings were unbelievable. The guy was a – I mean, imagine being that smart and you can't even move. Think about that. Yeah, if he – Good God.
4: T- I think it would be tough.
0: Really tough. Yeah.
2: I'd I would be think be heading
4: so. off the next cliff. Yeah, but he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. That's, well, that's the great right. thing about it. A lot it. of people he would. Lived. He didn't.
3: Yeah, he never yeah. stopped working.
2: He never stopped working. He never stopped talking. That was the good thing about it. But did you guys see there, the, the, we fight, played.
0: the fight over Charles Manson's body ended yesterday?
2: Oh yeah, the grandfather, the grandson. His grandson, got son, yeah. And his grandson said, "My supposed monstrous grandfather. Oh,
0: supposed he killed what? seven
2: people. Yeah, he had seven people. Actually, didn't you, Andy? You said a
0: total of nine people he had massacred.
4: Yeah, the seven everyone knows about, and then two others. And then two others
0: he murdered. What's the what's, the, what's the, the reason to get the bodies? Is to get this to get the estate to get the rights to Charles Manson?
2: Well, they think." There's speculation, so he says, no, it's a lie, it's not going to happen, but a lot of people are speculating he wants the body
0: so he can take pictures of it and sell them.
3: Oh, because there are creepers (laughs) out there that, yeah. I would think the the
0: victim's families would get all that money. You'd think. you would think. That's a good point. Uh, But
2: uh, Charles, uh, yeah, he lived to be, what, 83 or something? Yeah, yeah. Shows you right there there's no justice in the world. Stephen Austin <laughs> lives to be 76 and Charles Manson lives to be 83.
3: Well, he did spend it in prison. Yeah,
2: no, that's true. He no. got full, med- so got full cha- medical. got full medical and
0: everything in there.
2: Yeah, I got full medical. <laughs> he got uh, you know, he got his coins he could put uh, in the canteen. Did he, he have cantina. nice shiny teeth? <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> oh, prisoners get treated very well in prison actually Bo- not. Believe or Very, not, very well. People
0: sent him money. A lot of different a lot of people oh. sent Charles Manson money. Uh <sighs> <sighs> He, he was actually pretty uh, wealthy in prison.
2: <laughs> I can't take it anymore. That's all I. My favorite of what's, all time was what's when the reasoning? we'd go visit uh, a friend who was in prison. No names mentioned. Uh, there was a guy in there, a Native American guy in there with him, that was doing double life. He was never going to get out. And in his cantina fund, which most people have about 20 bucks in their cantina fund, you know, you get these little special coins to buy bags of potato chips or a can of pop or whatever. Uh, People from the outside, you can contribute money and they put it in your cantina fund. And uh, this guy, because he was never going to get out, but he was still a full member, and I don't even remember which tribe it was, uh, he had seven and a half million dollars in his
0: cantina (laughs) (laughs) account. (laughs) He could buy the prison. A
3: lot of potato
0: chips. (laughs) He could buy the prison. He could buy the prison. (laughs) (laughs) Start his own private prison. isn't that uh, unbelievable? But yeah, Manson had like it women women trying to marry him for the last twenty five oh, yeah. years. All kinds of stuff. D- didn't some girl oh, yeah. did some girl marry him?
4: Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. he got married. Anything in
3: prison. for a moment of fame. I think gives us women a very bad name. Catch me
0: outside, yeah, How about that?
2: <laughs> oh, there she is right now. Catch my heart. <laughs> <laughs> is that your? Is that your urban voice, there, little girl? Really? Is that your urban
0: voice? Well, I think they say ma- most mass murderers that are in prison get a lot of women writing to them and wanting yep. to marry them, which I think is pretty why? strange. man. Right? Because
3: they're <laughs> sick. Why? The bottom
4: ten percent of society doesn't. Yeah. Even, they don't think. They just do. They're like yeah. insects. I understand. Uh, I
3: maybe they it. think they can change. That's them. what I was just going to say. A lot bad. of
0: women think they can fix somebody. Yeah. Well, why bother? <laughs> why,
3: why do you want to?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I know oh, never mind. He didn't no... get married in prison. He didn't. Oh, he didn't. He almost did, I think. Well,
2: he. They wanted to marry oh. him, but they wouldn't let him. Yeah. No. He
3: wow. Not his, his photo on his Wikipedia page is basically the textbook mm. photo of mass murderer.
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he
3: looks. It yeah. uh, looks bad. You know, I gotta
2: uh, look. Look, Mike in L.A. Uh, if it would have been me, Catherine, before she agreed to marry, she's got to. I'm sorry, but the
4: swastika on your forehead's got to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, he was engaged to a 26 year old.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was 83? Wow. She, she wasn't nuts. that
0: bad looking uh, either. Uh,
4: that was in 2014, no. and then I guess he died. Well, so doesn't matter
3: how pretty she is. If she's crazy, she's crazy.
4: Extremely crazy, apparently. So. You know, he was about the crazy. size of a. P- he yes. was about
2: the size of a peanut, and people were afraid of him. I'll never understand that. What are you afraid? Why would you be afraid of him?
0: Because he's a mass murderer. I still can't figure out <sighs> how that whole how that whole thing even happened. Like, how did he control so yeah. many people?
2: He just knew what to say. I, I guess he was very, very charming. Yeah, there's I a lot of people that are followers. It shows you though back in the back in the day when I was a teenager. As a matter of fact, I do remember thinking when i was about 15 or 16 this is so cool the hippies they just want to live in love and peace and we want to share the land and it's going to be so cool it'll all be just one big society and then also about three months later I went, these people are all drug dealers every one of them's Waren- a drug dealer weren't they
0: all doing lsd
2: <laughs> oh yeah yes oh yeah but they're all making a ton, selling drugs and killing other people. That's really nice. Nice. Yeah, we're all going to live together, except for you because you died of a drug overdose. And now we got the same thing with the uh, opioid crisis. Same story going on again all these years later. What are you going to do, right? It would be ni- Wouldn't it be nice if you could actually look at life and say, hey, we're all going to live together. We're all going to get along. Uh, you know, you, maybe... I don't know about capping people's income. I don't know about that or whatever. I don't know how the hell they'd pull that off because there are people not worth $120 billion.
4: Yeah, that's too much power for any one person to have. That's
2: a lot of power, man, having $120 billion. You own Amazon, which is television, which is movies. It's endless. Which is, it's, endless. it's endless. It's endless. Endless. It is endless what he owns. Uh, and the amazing thing is none of it was his idea. He just used other people's ideas better than they did. But That's, that's what, exactly that's what everybody uh,
0: does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: Facebook did. That's what Facebook
2: did. That's what everybody does.
0: That's what Einstein, I mean, everybody steals everybody's ideas and makes them better.
2: Yeah, Einstein, it was his wife that came up with most of those theories. <laughs> hey,
0: I, I actually was going to say Edison. Well, Edison, Edison, yep. Edison stole everything he came out with.
2: <laughs> oh, Edison stole everything. That, that is true.
4: Uh-huh. Edison knew how the law worked very well. Yeah, he did. Absolutely. And he made a lot of money off of it.
2: But it wasn't just, it's also a myth that that Thomas Edison was anti-semitic, wasn't
4: it? I think so. It was, it was I'm pretty a, sure that that was a I know, myth. It was Henry, I know the Walt Disney thing isn't true. It was Henry Ford. Yeah. Henry Ford, yeah. He and he and Edison were
2: buddies. buddies. Yeah.
4: yeah, basically the problem was he and Edison they would like write letters back and forth and Ford would be like, so. What do you think about Jews? And you know, Edison will try to skirt the issue.
2: You know what I'd say if were Thomas has not Why don't you ask your buddy Adolf Hitler? Because yeah. Yeah, I know you're staying. Because Ford did talk to Hitler. Mm-hmm.
0: Did he really? Yeah, they were actually friends. So they had that series, that mini series, "The Men Who Built America." Did you guys watch right, like that? Yeah, yeah that, that, was that. that was a I great series. That, now they have a new one out, "The Men Who Built America: The Pioneer Days," and it's just oh, as good. I and I just watched Daniel Boone. And Daniel Boone was amazing, man. I didn't know what this guy went through. He went through, like, none of us would last one day of his life. The guy Daniel trailed the Boone path a across America and got kidnapped by his daughter, got kidnapped by Indians. He rescued his daughter. He had to go through the gauntlet, this thing that's called the gauntlet of, like, a thousand Indians where they beat the crap out of you. And he made it. Oh. Like, he survived it all. And he lived to be in his Tough 80s. Guy. He lived to be in his didn't 80s. he wind
7: up in the, was he in the U.S. Senate? No. I'm not sure. I'm not sure,
0: but it it, it didn't say that in the in the miniseries.
7: Maybe it was Davy Crockett, or was that Davy
0: Crockett?
2: I think it might have been Davy Crockett.
0: I get them all mixed up. But I'll tell you that that guy was tough, tough, tough.
2: That's a good thing. The guy that the thing that amazes me is, do you know who John Wayne, as a very young man when he went to Hollywood, who kind of tutored him how to do cowboy movies? He had a he had an inspiration, and a guy actually tutored him because he was helping people out in Hollywood. Was it Wyatt and Earp? John Wayne for it was Wyatt, Wyatt Earp. Earp. Oh, That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah.
0: how cool is that? Yeah, Wyatt Earp did a lot in Hollywood for what Western <laughs> actors, and he he lived to be pretty in you know pretty late. He lived in the into the. He did. I think what year did he die? It was late. It was like you wouldn't think it would be that late. Nineteen forties or something. Yeah, it was pretty late. Yeah. It was pretty light. If you think of Wide Arp, you think, you know, 1800s and he was long dead in the 1940s, but he was around for motion pictures. This
7: podcast is way more interesting than Sandy's. I just (laughs) got here from the auto show. (laughs) So I've got Sandy's up there, me and Brian Miller, and then the president of the Minnesota Auto Dealers Association. And Sandy asked the following question. Uh, which dealer in the Twin Cities is the most corrupt? Like Pop.
1: (laughs) Oh my God.
7: Oh my God. Oh God. He's
3: investigative. Delicately
7: answered. Well, he's in a halfway house, actually. (laughs) 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 He's getting out out real soon. Well he's he's in a halfway house in this He's getting out real soon. soon. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's getting out.
2: I have a question for you. Yes. Did he own an Adelac K dealer? <laughs>
7: <laughs> he was a very good person.
2: That's what I understand. Just a, he was a good buddy of Plucky Dukes, from what I heard. Yep, that's right. That's all I heard. That's exactly I've read right. Until so a couple we won't times, he's it. always
0: nice. Well, wait a
2: second. Now, now, how long has he been in prison?
7: A while. Okay. I, I, I get think it. he ten went years. in and, <laughs> ten years. No, it hasn't <laughs> been ten. I Nine. think Nine. he went in eleven or twelve. So I
0: think he's been in six or seven. <laughs> so years. I got it he went well, right after key. I moved here. Like a year after I moved here. What was
2: the key to the whole problem? Thank <laughs> you very much. Right Drop them like they're hot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love Messer. So, <laughs> Sandy actually asked the president of the Dealers Association who the most corrupt <laughs> dealer is.
7: <laughs> Fortunately, this guy's kind Why? of a friend of mine. He's really quick on his feet, and he's very diplomatic, so he oh. sidesteps. What him. did he say? What? <laughs> Well, oh, okay. we both said that the most corrupt uh, auto dealer is in a halfway house in the Twin Cities. <laughs> Everybody knew who we were talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's not really a secret.
3: <laughs> no. It's, it's not. not a
7: secret. No.
3: What happened Absolutely with all not. those? I mean, with did all they. What? All those dealerships, did they get confiscated? What happens no, somebody when somebody. Them. Oh, okay. Yeah,
7: some are, are permanently closed. He had a lot of stuff that was really yeah, kind of third tier stuff. They're like Chrysler stores in the outskirts of towns, and they, they never opened. Yeah. Uh, the big ones were really. Uh, the Chevy store, which the Mowers bought from the factory, and then um, uh, the Toyota right. store in Invergrove Heights that uh, the Maplewood Toyota Group bought. Because so it's not
3: easy then. to open a dealership, right? You have Yeah, to, I mean, the, a the factory ups. has to
7: approve you, so you need a, a, a can't say the re- real word, a lot of money, and you also have to have a lot of uh, business experience in the automobile business. Right. In other words, yeah, makes sense. there's only a few people that can pull off not having that, and it's like Warren Buffett, but he hired a whole bunch of car guys, and he said, all right, we're going to buy the biggest privately held auto group in the uh, United States. It right. It, the Van auto Tile orga- No, it was Van Tile organization. and oh, all Tile, okay. And bought 130 dealerships one day, but that's wow. Warren Buffett. My God. Not My us mere God. mortars.
2: I still I still every time I hear Chevrolet and Maurer, I think of that guy called in for the KQ morning show and you've heard it. That was awesome. I don't know if LA Knicks heard it. One of the greatest uh. of all time guy calls he goes, Hey Tommy, how you doing? I go, not bad. He goes, Hey, I pulled one up. It was the same guy who, by the way, snarfed Jesse Ventura. You know what snarfing yes, is? Yes, I do. No.
7: I learned that from I a, don't a, a He show. calls me Kathy, hey, just don't listen. You don't wanna to know.
2: Okay. Tommy I just, I just snarfed the governor, man. I, I did it for you. I did it all for you. I go, okay, well, thank you. Snarfing is when you stick your hand down your pants. Catherine's going to uh, hate Women and men can do it. They stick your hand down your pants and kind of rub everything down there and then shake hands with someone. (laughs) Uh, How
5: horrible is that? So he snarfed.
2: He snarfed the governor.
3: Can't you get a whiff of it before it happens?
2: Uh, I guess not. But the same guy calls (laughs) a few years later. He goes, hey, Tommy, Tommy, I did another favor for you. I said, yeah, yeah, what'd you do? And he goes, I called Mauer Chevrolet. And I said, "Hey, let me ask you a question. Unlike your brother, do your cars start every day?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: there was
7: a guy when we were That's setting terrible. up at the auto show. He was nice. a, a security guard, and he comes up and he goes, <laughs> "Hey, Sandy,
5: spit are you? I got I got a joke for you. What's six inches long and goes in your mouth?"
7: I'm uh, like, "Oh, jeez, what?"
5: Well, a lot of people think it would be a penis, but it's a toothbrush.
7: Like, oh my God, dude.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people would think. Well, thank you, sir. Uh,
2: what a lot of people would think. We will take a quick break. Obviously, Doug Sprintel has joined us for the rest of the show here. We will be right back. Special guest Jim Beaver up next. Big shot actor up next. Tom Bernard, Just like all of you, I had been hearing about My Pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first My Pillow and I love it. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Think of that action, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. That's all I have to say to you. Deuce
3: coupe. You can't oh, yeah. think of cars without the Beach Boys.
2: Oh yeah, I get around and Little Deuce Coupe and hey, a lot of car a lot of car
0: songs. I had a thirty two Coupe. A lot of cars. You what? I had a thirty two coupe. You did? Yeah, for a long time. I drove it I drove it uh from West Palm up to Philadelphia to see my parents, and it was not winter yet. It was like just right before winter, and I hit North Carolina. It was the worst ice storm in American history. <laughs> oh, God. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to chop 32 Ford with like a five-inch high windshield. It was uh, not a fun trip.
3: No.
2: It uh, doesn't sound like it. Jim, so, ready to go? Uh-huh. Jim Beaver, how, how are you, Jim? Very good, thank you. I'm glad to hear it. Supernatural oh, star Jim Beaver on the oh, deadly series Apocalypse World Vision of Bobby. Supernatural airs Thursdays at 8 p.m. on the CW. Uh, man, you've been in a lot. Of, how, how long you been acting, Jim?
5: Well, I did my first professional play in 1972. So what was it 46 years? Good God,
2: that's amazing. I mean, you've been in everything. Right, I'm <laughs> looking. I'm looking at your bio. And you've been in some of the greatest TV shows of all time, Deadwood. Oh my! I, I won't spend a lot of time on this, I promise, Jim. But I'm a huge Deadwood fan. Was that thing as phenomenal to shoot as it as it was to watch?
5: Yeah, that was that was the single greatest experience of my career. Um, I uh, I would have happily done Deadwood for the rest of my life. Yeah, uh, it was it was such a rich experience. Both in terms of what we got to play, what the stories we told, uh, the language, the dialogue, the, the characterizations, and the company. It was uh, it was just splendid all the way around. I don't think any of us who were on that show uh, will, ever have, will ever let it take second place in our affections.
2: Well, it won't take second place in my affection either, and I had nothing to do with it other than watch it. <laughs> so... That's pretty much the deal. There. A lot of great acting in it. There, you know, Timothy Oliphant has went on to do Justified and the whole deal. Just, I just wanted to point that out. And I, am sorry to spend some time on, uh, on uh, a series that hasn't been around for a while. But I just, I think, I think you do know that pretty much everybody out there is a huge Deadwood fan. And well, Supernatural's been around for how long now, too? That's about the same time period. Isn't We're there? in our
5: thirteenth, thirteenth season. Thirteen seasons. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to believe. Uh, um, uh, I don't think anybody uh, associated with the show expected it to have this kind of life. But uh, uh, it's it's surely the most popular thing I've ever been associated with. I think, and um, uh, and it's been it's been a lot of fun too.
2: Well, that's the whole deal. Born in Laramie, Wyoming, a minister's son. He was raised in and around Irving, Texas, a suburb of Dallas. I think Dallas Cowboys know something about that. Following high school and the year of college, he yeah. joined the Marine Corps, and I wanted to read that part. Served as a radio man with the 1st Marine Division in Vietnam. It was my great honor. We were just, uh, uh, the, the show took a bunch of people to uh, Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic, beautiful beaches and all the rest of it, <laughs> and this uh, young man and young woman, uh, we're sitting in the audience. We're doing a couple of radio shows for them. And I interviewed them. And uh, they'd been together for quite some time, but they weren't married yet. And I said, Oh, that's interesting. I said, Tell me something else about yourself. And they both were United States Marines. Both of them, the man and the woman, were both United States Marines. And I said, I got to be honest with you. It's time for you to get married. And they said, Well, when? I said, Today. And Mike. The man says to me, well, will you be my best man? I said, it got to be my honor to be your best man. So just last uh, Thursday, I guess it was, yeah, just not quite a week ago, I stood as best man in a United States Marine Corps, male, marrying a United States Marine Corps female in uh, a marriage ceremony on the beach in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, and it was one of the most touching things of all time. So... A couple of your fellow Marines wow. are very, very happy today. I will tell you that, Jim. Oh well, that's terrific. And by the <laughs> way, he had to point out during his little part of it that she outranked him in the Marine Corps,
3: <laughs> as it should be.
2: <laughs> so it was fantastic. Yeah, you've had quite a life. I mean, spent time in uh, Vietnam, radio man, First Marine Division. Uh, then you went uh, went on to do do some college. Uh, Time in Oklahoma. You said you, you, you did your first stage play, when did you say in 72? Is that what you said?
5: 72, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: That's with, wonderful. With so uh, you've pretty much lived the life yeah. you've wanted to live, it sounds like to me.
5: I mean, pretty much so. You know, um, there are an awful lot of people who set out on the path I set out on who are gifted and talented and, uh, smart and attractive who don't get the opportunities that fell into my lap i i'm i'm very grateful for this career i have gotten to do a great deal of of the things that i i wanted to and a lot of things i never imagined would be possible for me so uh um it's been a fun ride so far
2: well, it's a lot of work, but it takes a lot of talent to do it, and you did both. You worked hard, and you got a lot of talent, so that's the way life is supposed to work out. doesn't always for everybody, yeah. because I think anybody who's successful no. needs to admit there's a bit of luck involved, too, but it is the hard work and the talent, yep. and then you add a little bit of luck to that, and there you are. That's good.
5: Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, uh, uh, luck plays an awfully large uh, part in it. I... Uh, uh, I I hate to think I'd have had to make uh, make this career based purely on my own good looks or uh, ability. <laughs> so uh, uh, I think both are insufficient to the task. <laughs>
2: well, um, we're shoulder to shoulder on that one, pal. So it all works out in the end. You're talking to the right guy about that. Supernatural airs on Thursdays at 8 p.m. on the CW. So you tell you tell the story about Bobby Singer coming back back again and Supernatural. What's, co- what's coming on, uh, up in the season?
5: Well, um, uh, as, as viewers of the show know, uh, the, the personification of Bobby Singer currently on display is one who exists in an alternate universe. So he doesn't know all the same things or the same people that uh, the old familiar Bobby uh, does. And uh, he lives in a much bleaker world, uh, a post-apocalyptic world. And uh, he's uh, uh, but he's still the same tough, tough-minded uh, gruff but vaguely lovable uh, character that uh, I think fans are used to seeing. He's just uh, uh, there's some slight twists uh, and uh, and viewers of the show have seen, seen him a couple of times now and uh, although I can't tell you what's coming up, I know that uh, that he'll be back soon. So, um, stay
2: tuned. That's what everybody will do. What, what do you think it is about Supernatural? As you said, you're in the 13th season. Um, is there one or two things about Supernatural that really grabbed people's attention, because as you said at the beginning of the interview, boy, you didn't really expect it to go 13 seasons, but I, I suppose you'd never expect any series to go 13 seasons. What do you think grabbed the people?
5: No. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I went to my first uh, fan convention for Supernatural uh, a few years ago, and I was really surprised by the number of people who told me that they would watch the show even if it didn't have monsters and demons in it, mm-hmm. uh, that that the big draw for them was the relationship between the two brothers who are the lead characters in the show and uh, the the people around them, and that for them the the relationships, the character development, were uh, the sense of family were just as important, if not more so than the adventure and the monsters. So. That was kind of eye-opening for me. And, uh, and I think that's really been what's been behind the success of the show, is that uh, people relate not just to the stories and the plots and the adventures, but to the people in the show. Um, uh, fans seem to have very, very deep attachments to the characters in this show.
2: And that's and what it takes. I'm
5: just lucky it? to have been one of them.
2: That is what it takes, I think. You have to have some kind of connection with characters to watch the show. Um, well, I, first of all, obviously, thank you for your service in Vietnam, your service to, to your country. I watch Blue Bloods every Friday because not I'm not a cop, but I do agree with the way... Uh, Tom Selleck's character thinks he tries to be fair to, to both uh-huh. sides of an issue, and that's what attracted me. His character is very, very fair-minded, so I watch every episode. I think that's what it's all about: is the, the character, character uh-huh. development, and the well-played uh, uh, parts by people. It's we it's what a, great TV is.
3: We have a caller for Jim.
2: Oh, Jim, do you mind taking a call? Not at all. All right, who we have on the phone? Wendy. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Jim, hey Jim, Wendy.
6: Hi. Hi. Jim, I am so happy that you came back to Supernatural. I was just thrilled when I saw you and super excited because you're one of my favorite characters.
5: Well, thank you. I'm I'm one of my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> I,
6: I think the thing that you were talking about, how the fans have deep attachment, I think, and a matter of fact, I think it's a line that Bobby actually said in the show, Family always has your back, and it feels like you know it's people that weren't family to begin yep. with, except for the brothers. They are that you know they're together with other people going through the same things, and it's it's the you know just a family of strangers who support each other, and it's it, it really resonates among a lot of the fans. It's a, a really cool thing to see.
5: I think you're right. I, I I've, I've noticed that in all of my. Interactions with the fans of the show that that uh, uh, they all seem uh, to to feel not only connected to the show but to each other. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, that the uh, my my great line on the show "family don't end with blood" seems to have really taken root among the fandom of this show. And it does. Uh, I, I think, think it's, one it. it's one of the strengths of the show. The thing that's going to a- keep it running for a long I've- time.
6: I think we have a T-shirt that says that on it somewhere around here.
5: <laughs> well, he
6: <laughs> he, he ran. I think you ran a you ran a represent campaign for it, didn't you?
5: Yeah, wait, I uh, uh, we we did use that slogan on a on a T-shirt. I was raising money for uh, um, a uh, charity that gives away free food and clothing to uh, uh, people in the in the Cherokee Nation. Um nice. so yeah, it's uh it's it's a good phrase and uh it 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 transcends the show itself.
6: Cool. Well I'm gonna let you get back to your interview, but I just want to thank you so much for coming on. I absolutely love the show and for your service in Vietnam. I mean, welcome home.
5: Thank you very much. That Thanks
2: means a lot, Jim. thank you. Thanks, Wendy. Jim, uh, isn't that one of the greatest parts of of that job? The job you have is that uh, your character, once again, you connect with the character. So you're Jim Beaver, but you're also Bobby, and I think that's it. It just connected really strongly with uh, Wendy. I don't. She probably didn't know you uh, You were a radio man with the 1st Marine Division of Vietnam, and now she does, and it means a lot to her. It means a lot to all of us. I, I, that's why I love doing these interviews, Jim. I'll tell you, I love doing these interviews.
5: Oh, well, thank you. I... I uh... I appreciate all that very much. It's uh, it's one of the joys of my job is that every once in a while people uh, tell me that they appreciate my work. And I suppose if you're putting fenders on Chevys, there's not a lot of people calling up radio stations <laughs> to tell you they like your work.
7: Hey, but, uh, hey, hey, hey. Uh, uh, so
5: I'm very
2: grateful, Jim. You're a good man. I'd love to talk to you again soon. You do a terrific interview, sir, and thank you very much for your time today.
5: It's my pleasure. Thank
2: you, Jim Beaver, ladies and gentlemen. Supernatural star Jim Beaver, Bobby is back, back again. What do you think of that action? Uh, What a hell of a nice
5: man.
3: I love his voice. He sounds like um, he sounds like what he looks like.
2: Sounds very grounded. Just like. he does, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, like very. He sounds like and Sam grounded. Elliott. Yep, I love him. It's a Wyoming I love
3: man. Movie.
2: So we're Doug, all grounded. Doug, I have to. I have nine seconds to ask you a question. Could I guess who was moving his mic around that entire
0: interview? <laughs> <laughs> my headphones weren't even on my head. They're on the table. <laughs> Here we go. Yes, Here but every time go. you move them, it makes a noise. <laughs> 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 we'll be back, Tom Bernard.
1: Molina. <laughs>